Hey everyone, this is Dan the GM, and I'm bringing you episode 83 of What the Dice. That's right, guys. 83 episodes in, and we are just in the middle of a amazingly chaotic murder mystery. That's right, guys. These guys are just about halfway through-ish of this uh, murder mystery I wrote. And I hope you guys are enjoying it. It's been a interesting trip writing this and designing it and uh yeah if you haven't already don't forget we have a youtube channel out you can find all that and more at whatthedice.weebly.com our official website and from there join our discord where i've been doing movie nights it's once a month hope you guys are going to catch up with that because you never know what movies we're going to watch unless you're on our patron because our patrons get to vote I pick four movies, you vote, we play it. Well, that's all I got. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of What the Dice. Sitting in the camp, we look at the old storyteller. His fingers gently wrap silently on the book. Slowly opening it, he gives us a wild smile. Well, my friends, it seems as if the team has had a chance to see an elves' fiery anger in person. Now, between you, me, and the fire, elves have a strange way of conducting themselves. Each type of elf, high elf, Royal Elf, Imperial Elf, Drow, all have a common language. But then their status gives them a second language or a third. Now, I don't know about you, but if a Royal Elf slips into a common tongue, one might think they hide something. Well, it seems as if the adventurers the all-knowing Alpha Team have the same thoughts. Well, me friends, they still have a murder to solve. And we don't know how much time they've got left before they land. Especially since Defibulus has fixed an engine. Well, sit back, me friend, and hear me tale. In the last episode, we had y'all go up to the casino floor for the dinner call. And in that process, while you were standing up there, you overheard a argument between the rich elf and the female mistress of Volan. And it seems as if neither of them know what they're saying because they're yelling at each other in two very distinct forms of elven. During that argument, Faye had a chance to overhear that at one point, the Balana, the mistress, or the uh, wife, slipped into Undercommon, which for someone of her stature in or her status in the Elven society would not speak. 
Defibulous had a flirted look from Stranger Danger. <laughs> from oh god, Kalila name. Corganok. Corganok, who seemed to have his eyes on Defibulous. In the process, Kalila came up with the idea of sending Faye down to the sleeping floor so that she can go pokey pokey and see what's going on in their rooms. We now join Faye as she has exited the stairs on the sleeping floor. I believe you still have the map that Terry had given you. Yes. If I don't have it physically, she's probably got it memorized. So what would you like to do? Take the most direct route, walking with confidence like I belong, because I do. Okay. Making your way down the hallway, you can hear the collector humming some eerie tune as he is in his room. The door is shut. Moving past the three blank rooms that have not been assigned. You turn down the hallway and you see the rooms, which would be where the dwarf sits, sleeps, the elf couple, and at the end of the hall, the mistress. All right. So whose room are you entering? The elf couple or the mistresses? Okay, I'm doing a coin flip. Hang on. So I'm going to go into the elf couple's room because that is the one with... I called heads for the mistress. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go into that one and... Because uh, I'm also really intrigued at Bellana slipping into Undercommon. What the heck? All right. Okay, so I have... My hair sticks are also lockpicks, so I'm going to pull them out and go to work on the door. If it's not locked, I'm going to try it first. It is locked. I need you to roll a disabled device. Math tells me I have rolled a 22. With a 22, it takes you a couple of seconds, but you're able to get in. As you open the door, the room is very neatly organized. There are two beds separated by a nightstand. The bedding on one is perfectly tightened down. It looks like it would have been ironed on because there is not a single wrinkle. Good old Terry. The bedding looks like it is of either very, very high thread count cotton or silk, where the other one is a little bit more what you would expect on the crew or on the uh, Murdoch, kind of what you would have on your bed. As you look around, you see that this is definitely a guest cabin. You see a bag, a uh, like a carry-on bag. It is uh, simple leathers, big enough to store a few days worth of clothing. Then you see a large rolling dresser. One of those that you would travel with if you were expecting to travel for long periods of time. One of the ones that when you open it up, it has like a small makeup station, drawers for all your different a vanity a vanity yeah as well as two other smaller bags that are of a higher quality leather the room is very i wouldn't i don't want to say unscented but the scent in this room is neutral and very dull something that is clearly designed to not offend anyone's senses what's in the bathroom the head, I guess, watership. In the bath, you see a large standing shower. You also see a large soaking tub. And of course, a toilet and a vanity. Everything is immaculately cleaned. 
if someone had used this, you would have never been able to tell. Are there personal effects? It seems as if they either put them in their own bags or that they are maybe put away in some kind of storage so that they are not out. Because they're elves. You do not show anything that of uncleanliness. Elves don't poop. They just exist. They don't need to brush their teeth. They're always perfect. Right. So let me check some drawers real quick and see if I see anything. Roll your perception. 19. As you dig around, you find what they use to clean their teeth. You find some basic toiletries. You see uh, there is, you know, just your basic toiletries. It seems that if she does have make it, she probably keeps it in her her uh, touring vanity. Okay, I'm going to slip over and check it now. As you go over to it, it is locked with three different types of locks. Three rolls then? Three rolls. Secrets of her makeup will not be yours. Yeah. I bet she's carrying, like, some jewelry or something she wants to protect. 22, 32, and 24. Two of the locks give you a little bit of trouble, but you're able to pop them. One just seems to pop, like, once you stick your piece in. Your uh, lock pick in. Opening it up carefully, you see one side, the left side, has about four different drawers. And then a large, like, uh, door to open up. On the other side, you see a little table with a mirror and then you see a little drawer which presumably would have all of her makeup underneath that you see a large storage area with almost like a cubby system with little pieces of glass that are are latched closed that looks like it has a variety of perfumes in it i will quickly and thoroughly search them all you're searching every single drawer you're like detail searching um, kind of quickly, but mostly checking for false bottoms and backs. Okay. Go ahead and uh, roll your perception. You know, you'd think I'd have that modifier memorized by now. Mm-hmm. 16. As you dig through, you notice that for an elf, her undergarments are pretty boring in design. It seems that if she puts most of her money in on gloves silks probably her outfits themselves you do find a couple of really elegant looking dresses looking at the perfumes you see that these perfumes are very high-end some of them are probably custom scents opening up the makeup drawer you see that she has mostly neutral tone lipsticks few of them are more of like a royal purple maybe one that is a beautiful ruby red but all of them seem to have specks in them something to give the lips a little bit more pop but nothing that matches what i'm looking for from the scene right no okay as you go through you find a drawer that when you open it is full of tightly bound scarves and it seems as if she has a pension for dark red scarves and black scarves. Interesting. Is this... Would this be culturally significant to me in any way from anything that I have read or experienced? The High Elves that... If she is from the city that you... That she claims she is. Red would signify that she has 
either not taking a husband or is looking for a consort or is at the age of marrying. The black is more culturally significant in the court because it's a way for you to hide your neck to hide any facts of age. Because with elves, at least in this world, you want to make sure that you stay as young looking as possible to keep your power as long as possible. Hmm. Okay. A quick search of the red ones. Uh, do they match the threads at the scene and are any of them damaged? So these are all tightly wound, which means that if you unwind them, you would have to be able to recreate that the particular way she wraps them. Okay, then I'm not going to touch them. I know better than that. Okay. okay. What else do I find? Anything? Mm, you see a couple personal letters that are written in Elven. Um, but nothing that seems to be... You would probably recognize like it more of like its short script or like a familiarity language. So either a really close friend or family or sibling that she is just communicating with. This might be something that she keeps with her, like maybe they are mementos or just reminders or personal letters that she just feels that she needs to keep with her. You also notice that she has a distinct lack of a lot of jewelry. You see a couple necklaces, bangles, rings, no earrings, which is pretty common for court elves uh, because you want to not look ordained. You do see some... What are they called? Not crowns. Tiaras. Not tiaras. Circlet. Circlets. Circlets. That look like they are made from mithril, platinum. They have encrusted gemstones in them. These are probably more for when she is in court, which shows her rank inside the court. Based on these and some limited knowledge you have, she might be in more of a merchant cult court a merchant court over a standard law of law court if i can manage it quickly can i tell who the letters are to and from you speak elven would name well i mean if you if there's a scribble plus a name plus a whole bunch of text that would be dear so-and-so right yeah um it looks like it might be so with elves they would usually if it is a non-familiar they would not use the first name it would be madam miss or whatever in the last name these are all by first name basis and it seems as if the signature is just too hard to read because it's a personal signature it would be hard to determine but it looks like maybe the surname is different it's hard to tell but based on the the way it's written um and like the the format very like short written like the subject seems to bounce around a lot because you've seen enough elven script to know that when it is a a formal letter it is very the spacing is perfect the writing is perfect like this is very much familiar writing like family based okay uh anything else i need to look at or haven't looked at yet i don't know you tell me so we went over jewelry, jewelry, makeup, letters, scarves, perfumes, clothing. I mean, unless you plan on stealing some of her clothing. 
Nah, I'm good. Let's pack everything back up as close to I found it as possible and put it away. All right. So roll. Hmm. Let's just go with a straight D20 roll to see how close you are to getting it. 18. All right. I mean, unless someone is like super anal retentive about stuff, they, it would pass. I mean, it's only two points away from a 20, so. Okay, let me check the weekend bag and the little bags really quickly. Um, and again, disturbing as little as possible. Give me a perception check for the first bag. 21. With a 21, as you dig through it, you see letters, scrolls, a small jewelry box that contains a handful of small, very simple looking rings. Um, you also notice that there is a small scrap of what would look like vellum and maybe some ribbon. So maybe there's this is a this was or is a gift for somebody that just hasn't been wrapped yet. And then I need one for the other bag. Quick look through the letters. Anything interesting or relevant? They're blank. Blank letters. Okay. Yeah, there. This is this would be like her stationary kit. Twenty-five on the next bag. As you open up the bag and you look through, it looks like this is more for her sleeping clothes. Things that can just be folded or just tossed off to the side or anything like that. Digging through it, you see at the bottom that she has a small leather bag. And when you open it, it is it contains more of her personal toiletries. Anything relevant? No. Okay, so the next bag. She only had two bags. Okay, right, but there was the larger weekend bag that I'm going to assume is her husband's. Yes, so you're going to go through that? Yes, quickly. I have rolled a 17 plus modifier. 28. With 28, you open it up, and it's not as pristine and organized as his wife's. You see a couple of shirts, um, more of like what we would view as like polo shirts, uh, slacks, socks, um, things like that. Uh, you do notice that he also has laid out more of a garment bag. And when you search that, you see the miscellaneous amounts of suits that he wears. As you dig through, you also notice that he does have a couple of socks that are bright red. Do the fibers match the type? Not at all. Okay, so not worried about that. Um, all right, what else in the room would be swiftly searchable? Nothing really, because it's bed, bags, and bathroom. So they haven't really unpacked or anything. Elves are weird. All right. Um, I'm going to make sure everything is as close to back to where it was as possible and slip out. Roll me a 20. 16. All right. You put things back. Um, his stuff was already kind of easily put backable. Uh, you go through, you make sure that the, any locks that you did unlock, you have relocked. And you make sure that the door locks on your way out. Scoot, scoot. Okay. Um, how much time has elapsed? Probably about 10, 15 minutes. 20 on the long end, depending on if you like decided to just double check every everything. Because you were being very meticulous about everything. Interesting that she's... That, that undercommon's really picking at me, though. I'm going to stew on it for a minute if you want to go to Kalila and the I was going to jump over to Kalila and Defibulus. Kalila and Defibulus, while Faye goes about her stealthy, stealthy 
search through people's underwear drawer style mission. What would you guys like to do? Phase of perv. So the people sitting around Kalila is the quiet elf husband playing with his paperwork and his bickering hens. And then there's a dude at the end of the bar, if I remember right. And who? And then somewhere is Fancy Man across from us, I'm assuming. Yes. Everyone in, on the map is where they should be. So Defibulous is getting flirted on from what? Across the table? Uh, so... Korganok is actually at the end of the bar that you guys are sitting at. So he is literally turned to his right and is making sure he is got his eyes on short round as he eats his pudding. Danger, danger. The mental image of the dwarf eating danger. pudding is just so much. <laughs> What what's worse about it that he's eating pudding or that he's eating puddings and licking the spoon while staring at short round? It's just so much. The beard, the mustache <laughs> that I'm sure he has, the intricate braids, and I'm sure he has his mithril fanciness to it with like maybe beads or fancy gems decorating it. Stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> wow, he cussed it up for you. Look how pretty he is. To say, I think that's normal for this guy. Yeah, I know. I'm more mithril than most kingdoms do. Well, I also thought you were talking about the him having a thing for for gnomes and likes licking spoons. Might be normal for him too. I don't know. Maybe. Kalila is actually going to look at Defibulous and go, "Should I like cause a fight between those two? <laughs> They're like fighting. Like, get up and tell him to shut up. See if the husband does anything. I don't know how to." get into a conversation with them. I don't even know what they're saying. And it's she's quietly saying this to Defibulous, so that way the husband who's sitting right there, and she knows elves probably have decent hearing, making sure to say it very quietly. Well, from what I've gathered, you know, talking to them, to the husband, I think his, unless it's a, on, on his radar and he cares, I don't think he will pay much attention. But if you wanted to insert yourself between those two, you could act all chummy chummy, walk up and be like, ladies, ladies, what's the problem? What's all with what's with the harsh language? I mean And see if you I mean, it's a good segue into whatever their problem is. I'd say beat bang their heads together, but that's just me. Hmm. Well, I do remember <laughs> that the mistress, I believe it's Katana. Yeah, Katana. She's a gossiper, so all we have to do is get those two to separate and one of us be near her, and I'm pretty sure she'll just talk at us. Tell you what. Go over and try my plan, and that should, if the elf is anything like I think she is, it'll probably set her off. She'll fume off somewhere. Probably explode. Which might be, not be a bad thing. And then the other one will probably wander off and go find somewhere quiet to sulk. And then one of us can go sit by it and listen to it prattle on about it wanting to start a business. Or what if we talk to the man and be like, girls always like this? That's definitely an idea. But she goes, what if we talk to the husband and be all like, are they all like ask him like are they always like this blah 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 like yeah how can he just sit there and just listen to that yeah let's see because that probably set one of them off too because then they're getting called out and to the husband yeah but remember we just sent Faye downstairs we don't want 
to cause them to go downstairs. So maybe we should wait until Faye comes back up? I mean, we could. Well, whatever we do, I'm getting another turkey leg. Screw this. Be sure that's turkey and not something else. Uh, it might be something dear. Either way, I'm getting another piece of leg. Get a leg up on it, huh? I am going to get a leg up on it. Ooh, leggies. Also, she's going to... Because isn't the elf, other elf female in the kitchen? The drow? Yes. He is the chef. Yeah, and there's nobody around her, right? Uh, they're just automatons just serving food. Okay, so Kalila's going to go back over, ask for another delicious piece of meat from the, the chef. Compliment her uh, ability to cook meat. She's a hunter. Mm -hmm. She appreciates it. And then be like, are those two always like that? Kind of like doing a little head nod towards the, the bickering hens, as Faye put it. Uh, I do not remember her voice, so. I don't remember her voice either, but she kind of had some sass. The drow chef slams her butcher knife into a chunk of meat. Not in a rude way, just that, like, needing to cut that piece of meat. And now she's being interrupted, so. Working and talking. Yeah. She walks over to you and starts cutting off the the leg of whatever bird is being served. She just looks over and she goes, yeah, well, when you're all hoity-toity, of course you're going to have to make yourself known. This is why I hate high elves. They look down on us drow because we're dark-skinned, but at least we can engage in conversation with civilized people. We don't have to put on our airs and act like we're something we're not. Can you actually understand what they're saying? She li looks over and listens for a second and just kind of laughs. She goes, well, the human sounds like she was taught to speak common elven by a five-year-old. She has horrible enunciation. Her accent is way off in left field. <laughs> And uh, it, it's almost endearing how she's trying. The high elf. She is calling the human many, many things that would not be respectable in any type of uh, society. These are insults that you would hear tossed between orcs at a bar type of thing. Is the poor little human trying to defend herself, or is she attempting to insult back? Because that can make this quite hilarious. Well, like I said, they are speaking two different dialects. So, the based on what I'm hearing, it almost sounds like the human is just throwing what would be the equivalent of children's insults at her. <laughs> oh, that's cute. The poor thing. Where the high elf is throwing more... Mm, truly insulting things and has made several comments of she would never be able to bear her husband's child because humans and elves don't mix and that her barren that her womb is barren and the only thing that can survive around her are flies that kind of uh vicious yes now, granted, I'm enjoying it because elves arguing like this is always fun. Especially since they don't realize that I am actually a trained linguist. Oh. Part of having a family with high-level elves coming and going, you, you learn all the different dialects. 
Though at one point it sounded like she slipped into undercommon, but I didn't hear what she said. Hmm. Which, that's unusual for a high elf to understand, let alone speak undercommon. But it is rather endearing to hear a human trying to insult an elf in such a very, very simple form of elven. She'll just kind of nod and go, fair enough. And the husband just sits there? Are they always like that? Well, I mean, you're sleeping with one, and if since they are from they are high elves, depending on what kingdom they're from, it could be matriarchal, which means he has to just let her do whatever she wants. He makes the money; she controls the the, the spending. Yeah, her ears just kind of go back, like ew, going. I'm happy, I'm just a black cat from a forest. The chef not she's like and i am a blue elf from the underlands but we all have our place i honestly enjoy being a chef and every now and then slipping spices that elves don't normally take just to give them that little bit of zest in the night well it's just gonna smirk alongside her going can i tip you to do it to her next meal when i'm around i want to watch Oh, absolutely. I have some devil peppers that I'm waiting to break out. How much to make you use your devil peppers on her? He leans in close and she goes, for a pretty little cat like you, it's on the house. She'll just give her a purr and a tail wag. The chef goes, well, would you like anything else while I'm here? No, mostly just gossiping and eavesdropping on them, but your conversation was absolutely delightful. Well, I am glad. And your meat. She waves her leg of whatever the drow gives you a smirk and she goes well it's not the only meat i enjoy and walks off she's gonna go back to her bar now (laughs) give her a little tail swag as she goes so back to kyla you're welcome so did you learn anything interesting besides wagging your tail at her Yes, and she will inform her of the conversation that she had and that the husband might just be a pushover just doing business and having nothing to... Poor poor guy. How, how does anybody live like this? The fabulous got demoted to her, huh? Hmm? Said her. Sorry, I was. I thought I was referring to them talking. It's all good. The Freudian slip. It's when you say one thing, but you met your mother. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Fibula's like, wow, remind me never to end up like that. If I do, blow me up with something. Will do. Do you have a preference? Something really explosive and lots of it. Got it. I want to make an indention and an impression. I think I can achieve that. Are they still going at it by the time Kalila comes back to the table? They are still going at it. And it actually seems like at one point... They are now, at one point, they were they were kind of facing each other. Now they are actually facing each other and slinging these insults. She goes, this is really like a five-year-old trying to insult, like, a noble. So she's calling her poo-poo head, and that one's calling her things I'm not going to repeat. kind of wish I had a, re- a sound recording device just so I could have this and have someone translate it and just get a laugh at it. It would be entertaining. 
So would you guys, one of you like to go interrupt the argument or are you guys going to just let them go? Well, Kalila doesn't want to set one of them off to go downstairs. So she has no problem interrupting them and making a fool of herself. Because, I mean, whatever, she's a black cat in this fancy floating chippy thing. Mm -hmm. But she doesn't want to give away Faye and she doesn't know how long she's going to take. So she's just kind of biding some time until she gets back. Okay. I was debating Making whether sure they don't go downstairs, you know, so. Well, Faye, what would you like to do? I really do want to take a look at the mistress's room, but I'm, I'm beginning to feel a time crunch. I'm going to slip over partway up the stairs so that I can't be seen and kind of listen in and see what's going on and gauge how much time I have. As you walk up the stairs, the argument is coming to a head. The hushed or standard talk that they were having has turned into almost a yelling match. They have slipped out of speaking in Elven in their whichever variant they were speaking, and they are now in common. And they are insulting each other harder and harder. Then there is that distinct sound of skin against skin. In shock, the entire bar goes silent. Looking over, you can see Katana's hand is down by her hip. Yay! And there is a red mark slowly forming on Balana's face. You can only hear the sounds of the music and the fire cooking away. No one is speaking. They are just all sitting in stunned silence. Rebus will lean over. Oh, that's going to leave a mark. It already is leaving a mark. I know. This is great. All, show, all boats, flying boats like this should have a uh, show like this. You know, everybody can hear you. <laughs> I need a oh, perception check. 29. From everyone. 27. Hold on. I'm mathing. Same here. 29. Fine. Just one up me, both of you. As you watch, you see Bellana's fist slowly tighten into a fist. Any trained combat would see this swing coming, but it is clear neither of these women, or at least Katana, has any formal training. There is the sound of a fist impacting flesh, and Katana goes tumbling out of her chair and onto the ground. Bellana walks over and places her foot on Katana's chest, spits on her face, and walks off, stepping down on the woman. Alana walks towards the stairs, slowly and quietly. And that is where we end this episode. Well, me friends, it seems as if the Alpha Team has got a chance to experience something very, very rare. A royal elf, a high elf, someone with much prestige and class under themselves, not only speak a undercommon language, but clench a fist and strike another. Well, me friends, it seems as if this little murder on the Murdoch has gotten just a little bit more interesting. Well, unfortunately, me friends, that is all the time I have. The moon is high, and it is time 
for us to say goodbye. But, as always, may the Dice Gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us.
We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 